0: Welcome to the With Counseling Podcast. I'm JJ Blanford, therapist and founder of With Counseling. In today's episode, we're going to talk about co-regulation.
1: Yeah, so I think in like even thinking about this topic of co-regulation, one question that came to mind my, my mind before we get to co-regulation is what is regulation? Like when we say, you know, that word, what do we mean from a mental health perspective?
0: So, I think regulation is bringing someone from a dysregulated emotional state. And that could be anger, frustration, sadness, or it could be like hyperactive. Like, I think a lot about working with kiddos. You know, sometimes regulating a kiddo is they are so hyped up that you are trying to kind of help regulate by bringing them more calm to engage. And so regulation is just kind of getting to a more stable emotional state.
1: Okay, that makes sense. So is it is it easiest to think of it maybe in like basic terms as sort of like a toddler? I mean, who's uh, frequently dysregulated?
0: Well, that's interesting that you would bring that up. Because really, when we think about regulation, we think about like an infant needs you to regulate and then you move to like co-regulation. And then the goal is that kiddos get to self-regulation, that they have learned kind of through this developmental stage how to regulate. And so what actually often happens is if you didn't go through that process or no one ever taught you how to regulate, then you end up as a adult who may not have great regulation skills. And so coming into a therapeutic relationship can feel kind of tricky because your therapist may be trying to regulate you, but in a way that you aren't used to having your emotional energy met.
1: Okay. So what would it look like for an adult who maybe? you know, hasn't learned those skills. What would that look like? Because I feel like with the toddler, it's like, yeah, they're freaking out. It's I don't know, it seems normal. But with an adult, it's harder to sort of understand what that looks like.
0: I wish everyone could see your faces while I'm like explaining things to you because I'm like, Oh, I'm not doing a great job because he's looking at me like I'm crazy. No, that's not
1: true. I, I, I definitely think you're doing a good job. It's just hard for me to just to having never been. I'm sure I've been around people who are dysregulated, but it's not a normal thing. And I don't think hmm, they're dysregulated in my everyday life. Right. So right. these are kind of concepts that I'm a little more unfamiliar with.
0: So I think right when you're regulating a toddler, you wouldn't go to that child, hopefully, And just start saying, why are you yelling about the green cup? I gave you the blue cup. Get over it.
1: Is that not how we're supposed to parent? That's not how we're supposed to parent. Side note. (laughs) Okay, gotcha, gotcha.
0: And yet, sometimes that's how we interact with other adults. When an adult is having an emotional response to something, so often we like to say, that's not that big of a deal. Why are you reacting like that? Versus kind of meeting them in that state, right? And that's what we all want. Say you just had a friend say something to you that was hurtful and you were kind of spiraling out. You may go to another friend and as you're recounting that story, you're wanting them to be like, oh no, I can't believe she said that. I can't believe she would do that which often is probably dysregulating you further. But that's the response we're looking for. And sometimes it's hard to get regulated by another person, to have someone kind of come alongside you. And when you're amping up, again, like say maybe in a therapeutic setting, and as you are amping up, my job is to not put fuel on that fire. So I may come in with a calmer tone. I may have more measured speech, kind of trying to slow the energy in the room, if that makes sense. And that's my way of regulating the situation because part of therapy is we're going to talk about things that are going to evoke emotion in a session. That's the reality of the work that we do. And the therapist is trying to regulate sometimes the what I feel like the energy in the room. And really, it's just one nervous system talking to the other nervous system. Right? We all have people in our life, hopefully, that when we're around them, their presence, simply their presence is calming to us. Mm. There are people like I have podcasts that I enjoy listening to the host's voice because I find it regulating and soothing to me. And so for myself, I know there are voices I can listen to, there are people that I can spend time with that regulate me. For instance, you and I, right? We can co-regulate one another. When I am having a really emotional reaction, you have learned as my partner to not come in and try to logically explain to me how my emotion doesn't match what's happening or make sense. You have learned that what regulates me is to kind of lean into that emotion with me, to ask some questions, to explore that emotion. And I think, shocking to you, that's actually what regulates me and brings me to a more calm state.
1: Usually it's a joke. Let's be honest.
0: (laughs) Let's be honest. It is usually a joke. And that's what I need. And so really, we are all as humans co-regulating one another to different degrees, right? You have a, a co-worker who when you get frustrated at work, you seek out a certain person who's going to help calm you, affirm you, and kind of again, regulate your nervous system. When you're agitated at work, you don't go to the person that you find most annoying to seek out regulation from. And so, of course, we're not all at work saying like, oh, let me go find the coworker who regulates me. And that's what we're doing. And so, while it's not, you know, I don't often talk to my clients about like, hey, while you're here, my job is to like help You emotionally regulate, that's what we're doing. And so it's also in a perfect world, just like in parenting, how we're teaching our kids tools to self regulate. The hope and goal with my clients is that as I am regulating the emotion in the room. They're learning, how does that feel in my body? How do? How can I learn how to calm my own nervous system? What coping skills can I implement when I feel dysregulated? Because the reality is I don't walk around with all of them all the time to provide that regulation. And yet, it's such an important part of the therapeutic relationship. If everyone who was coming in to talk to me was you know, I was basically putting fuel on their emotional fires. That's not healthy therapeutic work. And so I guess kind of to lean into that analogy, my goal is to put water on the fire that they're bringing and kind of helping calm that emotional. And that that's through my voice. That's through my body. You know, we talk a lot about sitting open. I'm mindful and I adjust my body so often in session because my natural seated position is with my arms crossed. It just feels comfortable to me. I think about this too when I'm in meetings. And it is it is a practice that I think about as I'm sitting. I want to open myself up. I want with my body to say, I'm open to your story. I'm open to what you have to say. And so it's my body. It's my tone. It is the volume of my voice, but it's also like how quickly I'm speaking just to kind of help calm, you know, an emotional situation.
1: So really, I mean, in this sort of instance, I mean, really therapy would just be a safe space to experience like really powerful emotions alongside somebody who can help regulate those emotions. And hopefully over time, right that the person receiving the therapy just gets better at regulating themselves because they've been co-regulated by somebody else uh over and over again yeah okay that's uh that makes a lot of sense to me i think that's helpful it makes me think of like what what kind of j- jumps to my my mind first is <clears throat> just the media system that we live in where so much of the big media out there the big news channels like <clears throat> seems like are purposely dysregulating people like all day and that's sort of what sells like their product is people like want to be dysregulated right so like i don't even know what my question is there but just i guess more of a just a thought i guess um about just the the culture in which we live
0: i i know i've already talked about this previously and like yes to that When the pandemic happened, and I talked about a lot of my clients came back, it was because most of us were living in an anxious state. The world had shut down. Every time you turned on the news, it was just terrible statistics. There was so much fear, there was so much unknown. And so we were all walking around dysregulated humans, right? You went to the grocery store. Everyone is masked. You're not able to buy necessities for your family. And just thinking about, in, in addition to all the things that we were walking through as a society, right? It was just very dysregulated humans walking around. And so I think so many of my people came back to see me because, right, it was a life-changing experience, And they knew this is a place that I can come and I can process and I can even remember that I could be regulated. I maybe I need to come back to therapy to remember what is it like to be in a relationship with someone who can regulate me? And in a perfect world, this is what most of my sessions look like. I definitely have clients that, you know, they're in an emotional state, and the way that I'm trying to interact is so different than what they're accustomed to. It can be really irritating. You know, if their family of origin, when they got loud, everybody else around them got loud, and my response to them is getting quiet and a softer voice and more calm tone, that could be really irritating because. This isn't what I'm used to. And so part of it is even working through like oftentimes in therapy, you may not be getting the response that your actual physical body is used to receiving and inputting. And so there's like a learning curve to all of this of, you know, you don't sit with someone who's calm and speaks quietly and you're like, oh, my gosh, my body is regulated. This was amazing. Thanks. See you later. It, it is a relearning. And often what happens is, right, that, say, it's a family of screamers. My client returns to that family of screamers, and is no longer a screamer. Well, it's going to disrupt a whole ecosystem of a family, because one piece of it has shifted. And so even I think Right. Just because you've learned how to regulate, that doesn't mean that all the people around you have learned that skill as well. And so I think it's one of the first places that people can find a little bit of discomfort in their relationships outside of therapy, because as they're learning new skills and they're like, oh, this is pretty cool. Sometimes those skills don't translate into their relationships outside of the the therapy room initially. And so it's another thing to, to work on and talk about.
1: Well, yeah, that's really interesting. I'd never thought of it that way, but it makes sense. Like we are always experiencing energy from those around us, right? We can, when you walk into a room, you just, there's an energy that you feel. And like, I I guess becoming more cognizant of even like how you're being regulated in yourself, how your body's feeling is like an important part of like, do I need to like make, do I need to get into therapy? Right. Am I becoming uh, dysregulated quite often, and do I need to like learn some skills? I I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm feeling more regulated already, so
0: well, uh, great, yeah. and and I I do think it's just that even it's that noticing how is my body responding, right? We've all, I assume, had people in our life that like they just start speaking, and maybe our heart starts racing, our breathing gets faster, we feel our fist clench. Like if you're listening to this and thinking, I don't know about this regulation thing, just notice how your body is responding to some of the people around you. Are there people you're in a meeting with that you feel your shoulders relax? Are there people in meetings with that you feel your heart race and your chest tighten because they make you feel more nervous? And I think it's a really easy place to start seeing like I'm noticing in my body responses to people. And, you know, I would love to hear if you experience like any, as you listen to this and then take it into your next couple of weeks, like what have you noticed any responses in your
1: own life? Yeah. And I think it's a cool thing to think about even just like, you know, even if therapy is not the next step right now, right? Just being around people who are more regulating than dysregulating in your life, I think could go a long way towards just like improved, like daily mental health.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the With Counseling Podcast. I'd love for you to follow me along at Counseling With on Instagram and Facebook, or send me a message at my website, counselingwith.com. I hope that this episode provided insight into co-regulation and gives you a better understanding of another piece of the therapeutic relationship.